You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Album Tunes, Here Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about Roxy Music Country Life. In the room I have Rob. Hey howdy. Ben. We all know. Solange. Oh. And John. Hi. <laughs> Country Life is the fourth album by the English rock band Roxy Music released on the 15th of November 1974 on Island and Polydor in the UK and Atco and Reprise in the US. The producer was Chris Thomas, Jean Prittner, and Roxy Music and the genre is art rock and glam rock. And I'm going to read from All Music Reviews, Stephen Thomas Irwine. Continuing with the stylistic developments of Stranded, Country Life finds Roxy music at the peak of their powers, alternating between majestic and unsettling art rock and glamorous, elegant pop rock. At their best, Roxy combined these two extremes, like on the exhilarating opener, the thrill of it all, but Country Life benefits considerably from the ebb and flow of the group's two extremes, since it showcases their deft instrumentation, execution, and their textured, enthralled songwriting. And in many ways, Country Life offers the greatest and most consistent set of Roxy Music songs, illustrating their startling depth, from the sleek rock of All I Want Is You and Prayer Rose to the elegant string lace pop of A Really Good Time. Country Life is filled with thrilling songs, and Roxy Music rarely sounded as invigorating as they do here. All right, what do we think of... Country life. I think Stephen Thomas Erwin can suck a butt with this particular review. Oh yeah, this is Why? not the, this is not their best record. This is not the the pinnacle of Roxy music. It is very good. Oh, I, I'm I, really I, glad you said that because I've never really listened to Roxy music, and I was like, this is good, but I don't get no, it. It's, it's, it's really good, but um, you know, it, to discount all of the shit that Eno had done and then put this on some sort of pedestals, kind of bullshit. I I got from that review though that they it's the most consistent. Who wants consistency? Well, a lot of people American do. Music Consumers. Fans? Yeah. Yeah. Remember we had this conversation a few weeks ago about accessibility? No, I try to forget every time. <laughs> I, I do so, too. I do too. So you're saying country life is where Roxy Music has kind of gotten a little little soft? Oh, I don't think they're uh, stale or soft in this. Okay. I just don't think it's as interesting without the uh, the screaming bleep bloops. <laughs> Eno brings there's, the bleep bloops. There's not a wild card? I mean, they've got some dude making noise on a violin now, which is cool. Um, but no, no, I, I, I'm sorry. I To say that throwing Eno out and then all of a sudden they have their best record, that's just not the case in my opinion. I don't think they're correlated. Uh, I love the Eno aspect of those first two records we listened to 
but I don't think that this album suffers for lack of it. I kind of don't miss it that I think, much. I think there's kind of two sides, mm. and I've discussed this with a couple people. Yeah. I think you either are, uh, if you're a big fan of Brian Ferry, you're going to love later Roxy music. If you were a huge fan of the experimental, the angular art rock of Eno, it's going to be the early Roxy music. Yeah. Like it, it's kind of like a pick your side. Who's the, the person that you're most interested in exploring. I don't want to have to pick. I just want to listen to their catalog and dig it. It's a real thing. Here's like a hot take. Like I, I didn't really talk to my mom about this, but like accidentally found out she's kind of a Rocky, Roxy music fan. And she, cause my mom, fucks hard with both Brian Eno and Roxy Music and Brian well I should I shouldn't say both Throth Brian Ferry like my mom loves this stuff and she loves all the iterations of it you know I mean she's kind of like me where she's like I don't really care she love Avalon I don't I, that's a question for okay. her which she can answer okay. when she hears this okay. <laughs> <laughs> will, will I, we get to Avalon uh, I'll, so. I'll look it up but I, it's the most I mean that single sold that was like the biggest. Oh, that's a big, that's a big. Yeah, boy. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see if we'll get to it. So I got to say something about this record. Uh, you need more sax and rock. I'm sorry. Absolutely. You need more. Uh, actually, I'm not sorry. You like need we more in general sax. or Roxy music. No, music no we as a country. Absolutely, we've we lost our sax and that we've lost our you know? way. Yeah, we have more, more of that. Rock and, music um, today has no sax appeal. None. None. No. And also something I have to say. Huge Britpop influence I hear in this. I hear mm-hmm. a lot of Jarvis Cocker, a lot of Damon Albarn. Um, I think what I wrote literally for three and nine was just Blur and Pulp, because that's what I, I hear, hear is, is, yeah. is is um, which I really like a lot. But I've never really listened to like Roxy music before. Yeah, I you mean, should fix that. Uh, I don't know if I will or not. <laughs> I can't believe that it's taken me almost four decades to realize that. I'm way into Roxy music. <laughs> and, like, I, all, all the signs were there. Yeah. I'm, I'm into Bowie. <laughs> it's, it's <right> <laughs> I'm into all the stuff that they're associated with, and they've been in my peripheral my whole life. I've seen these album covers. Friends of mine who share the same music taste with me are way into Roxy music. I, I don't know, but here I am, and it's great. I like it a lot. I, I loved those first two albums. I love this one, too. So far, I, I celebrate this entire catalog. Yeah. We'll, uh, we're not going to get to Avalon, but I am curious your take on that era of I know Roxy. the song. Yeah. And Brian Ferry goes down, goes down, like, he goes straight into, like, almost adult contemporary. Absolutely, right? yeah. So it is a, a quite a shift when you listen to those laters. It's still interesting, I think, but at the same time, it... It does not have the dynamic, like, rocking quality as as a lot of this early stuff does. That's a damn shame. Yeah. Well, because on this album, Brian Ferry, like, with their fame, he's actually starting to become his persona a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, before, it was like, kind of a commentary. Like IRL? Yeah, like, IRL. He's like, oh, well, I'm actually now, like, a kind of famous, jaded lead singer. <laughs> like, before, it was, like, a, an act, and now yeah, it's like, well, wait, no, what's this the is deal, up what's on Blow Up Dolls. What's the deal with that? <laughs> like, I, I don't know a lot. I, okay, I thought Brian Ferry was, like, a stage name. Is that, like, a thing, or is that his real-ass name, and he's a real-ass... Is he, like, David Bowie? Where he's like kind of a real ass person, but like not all the way a real ass person. They're both actual people. They both have real asses. Yeah. <laughs> I maybe I'm not like explaining this very well. Like, is it like a how persona? how much of it is a persona and how much of it is is I'm just like a weird guy. Brian, like, like Peter Gabriel. 
Well, I think it's more like a Peter Gabriel mm-hmm. situation. He was, I mean, they were in like art school. Mm-hmm. They were artists before they were even like musicians, uh, sort of in this. I guess a lot of people were, though. I mean, yeah. But he wanted to be like a crooner and he saw the value of being like an Elvis type in being a persona of that sort of crooner-esque 50s throwback kitsch meets art rock meets, you know. That's why I would always get him confused with Brian Setzer. (laughs) (laughs) Stop the presses. (laughs) Shut it down. That's the whole 50s thing. I was like, that dude from Straight cats. God, I'm a fucking idiot. They both got throwback hair. They both got a little kind of crooner. It's almost, it's almost yeah. a pompadour. They yeah. both have they're both cat God. class and cat styles. <laughs> yeah. They're both named Brian. Yeah. It's the Brian conundrum. Great job, me. Mm-hmm. No, no I, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. All I want is you as a fucking beggar. Oh, dude. Love I have a star next to it. It. It's, my, it's my favorite on the Woo. album. I also have a star uh, next to it. I can't Rick Fleur it very much. That was not my favorite one. I actually really liked the thrill of it all a lot, and I liked Bittersweet and Prairie Rose. Dude, Prairie Rose. Yeah, Prairie Rose is fire. I love love the fucking electric guitar that sounds like a pedal steel. I'm like, hell yeah. Unless it is a real pedal steel. steel Yeah, I think it's a pedal steel. Oh, god damn it. Again! I just, I mean. Every time. Every time. (laughs) Thrill of it all was the single off this one or the or the main like I think all I want is you is the single off this if I'm not mistaken all was was definitely a single or maybe there's a UK single and a US single oh Uh, Texas Texas it was the singles are out of the blue all I want is you and the thrill uh, thrill of it all (gasps) in that order actually Hmm. yeah who's the guitarist in this band something last name starts with a P has I don't have it written down. It's in my old book. You're talking about uh, Phil uh, Mazzarani? Yes, Mazzatanis or what's his yeah. name? That that some bitch can uh, play some cool ass guitar, yeah. and I think he had a couple of writing credits in this uh, oh, too. Yeah. yeah, out of the blue is his. Yeah. Uh, oh, and pra- Prairie Rose. Yeah, that's right. It, whoa, both of those are uh, the guitar player. Yep. Yep. Well, That's awesome. dual, because uh, Ferry and... Right. He's yeah. writing lyrics Phil and stuff. Yeah. Manzanera. There we go. Mm. Phil Manzanera is the guitarist. The, Shreds. The... Yeah. Every, so far, every Roxy Music album that we've listened to has taken me a couple listens... I always like all three of them so far. First listen, I was like, "That's fine. That's that's kind of cool." And then like second listen, and then like third listen, it's like where it like really starts getting into me. The stuff that first grabs me, the like the very first stuff that grabs me on so far every Roxy Music album, is just the weird little vocal additions, that, and they're they're goofy and they're funny, but they work. Like uh, on on Free Your Pleasure, like. But you blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then boy, your yoys. Yeah. And then on this one, like the first person grab me is like when he goes, we all know. And uh, <laughs> and, and then the Texas. <laughs> like, like that's the very first step to, to like it, that's what gets the hooks in. And then it pulls me in and, and I like every other part of it. Yeah, too. I think that's true though. I mean, when you're saying uh, you listen to it multiple times, you're kind of saying, I don't know what to think about the vocals because it's so like it's a little off kilter. Yeah. But then as you it becomes more comfortable, I mean I think a lot of vocalists uh, kind of kind of bring that out. I, I'm gonna 
bring up Morrissey. I'm a big Morrissey fan. I know a lot of people aren't, but right. he has mm-hmm. these weird quirks sort of based on, you know, fairies eccentricities yeah. And, yeah. and he sort of uh, does the same thing. It's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, that stage, yeah. like a fucking panther, <laughs> like a leisure suit wearing panther. His his crawling back to his electric piano <laughs> to do a weird flourish and then fucking just going back out. Oh, I love it. It's a fucking showman. It, so it brings good. to mind like Frankenfurter, you know, like yeah, he's just like man, weird and sexual and like <laughs> also Frankenfurter? oh from like from Roxy Rocky Horror. Uh, Rocky Horror. Oh yeah, Rocky Horror. Roxy Horror. The Roxy Horror music show. And to sit. <laughs> uh, Roxy's still on the charts. Number three in the UK. Also made it to 37 in the US. So it's the first record to crack the top 40 in the US. So. Of Roxy Music's? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't oh, believe Roxy so. Music cracked the top 40 in America. That, that It's crazy that you could have heard this on the radio in 1974. There's so much wild think, shit on the radio in 1974. Yeah, I think the thrill of it all. I could see that. I could see that being a radio Especially hit. Especially Bowie. Mm-hmm. I mean... When people are already accepting like Ziggy Stardust, sure. it feels like a natural. If you're playing that, you're playing. I just, this. I, I, I wish I would have been around for those. Days. I know. <laughs> uh, there's this cool station called New Albany Pu- High School, which I think you know about. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, just, I don't like talking to kids. <laughs> they, you know, I have to. I mean, you do have to call. they are. You do have to call, and they're a little awkward. But yeah. if if they're they're like, which one do you want? <laughs> and it's kind of funny to hear them say, "The Policy of Truth" by Depeche. <laughs> Who? <laughs> so you too could have that experience. Well, I mean, some high school kid needs to see the cover of this album. They do. Oh man, so. that, that, that's <laughs> an awakening. Yeah, boobies. That's what's on the cover of this album. Uh, I knew the cover of this album. Decades before I knew the music. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. felt embarrassed listening to this at work today because it would like Did pop it up. up the cover? It showed yeah. up the cover so big on my iPhone. I'm like, fuck. Uh. <laughs> this is classy. Up on, on my actual screen. <laughs> <laughs> work power move. I mean, I, I, I sit in the corner and uh, my and. My screen's facing the wall. So, yeah, yeah, neither of those things apply to me. Yeah. Yeah. The cover is two incredibly ca- classy ladies standing in a evergreen grove. Yeah, they're, like. they're scantily clad they are and sk- shiny. One, Sweaty. one has not nothing up on top. One has something uh, sheer. see-through, sheer. sheer, on top. Their hand uh, under trousers. Yeah, well, they're looking classy. I mean, that's a classy move. They're having a I'm fun time. They're being classy young. Classy uh, That is the warmest place to put your hand if you're freezing. It doesn't they, look it, like it's freezing. They were not and cold. Also, they didn't look in, that cold. It was in Portugal. Oh, okay. It was, yeah. probably it was just fine. Uh, during the summer in Portugal. I'm just trying to provide that some hypothermia uh, tips. One of the ladies <laughs> is the sister of the dude from Cannes. Yep. Yeah. Do you know what the oh. other one is? His girlfriend. That's right. His girlfriend and sister. The cover is the sister and the girlfriend. Friend of Cannes guitarist 
Michael Caroli. So Constance Caroli and Evelyn Grunwald, Grunwald are and, the uh, models on the and cover. And they got... Babes, the both of them. They didn't get writing credits on this, but they did do some, like, or I guess they did some singing, but they did the German translation. Yeah, for uh, uh, Bittersweet. Yeah. yeah. Not uh, just any uh, faces. I love that song. It was like a glam Leibach. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Bittersweet. <laughs> I wrote down, it, I wrote, first I wrote down, nine. <laughs> <laughs> then I wrote down, it, it sounds like, like the villain's lament from some, like, musical theater to me. <laughs> just like... Just like the moody, dramatic song we're hearing, like, from the villain's point of view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What helps it's in German? It helps that it's in German, <laughs> yeah. and it's delivered by Brian Ferry. <laughs> if you like Out of the Blue, there's a really good version of it on Viva Roxy Music, the live record that came out basically right around this time. Does it include footage? Because I would love to see that. It doesn't include footage. Oh, Not that I've found. Yeah, uh, yeah. Good stuff. No, I, I I didn't mean to come out swinging. I, I love this record. <laughs> no, no. It, it just, it, it, I, I don't like, I don't believe that this is like peak Roxy music, I think. Right, right. But I don't think there really was. I'm going to take it back Roxy to your, your Weezer analogy that you like to do, where it's like the Green Album is not peak Weezer. Mm. Absolutely not. Dookie, no, no, this is not. No one's going <laughs> to say that. But Dookie, I think this is th- not. This may be an insomniac situation, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I love yeah. insomniac. I love yeah. insomniac, too. Yeah. It's it's like, those albums are, are good, but it's the, that's what, like, broke into the mainstream, yeah. essentially. Do you think, so... Do you think this is a, I'm not saying this any, in any regards to my opinion on this album, but like, do you think this is a case of, uh, is his name Robert Demery? Is that the guy? Yeah. Is this a case of Robert Demery, like picking stuff just because it's like, this is Roxy music and I have to pick all these fucking albums I don't think so. I, I, I honestly, I think that Roxy music, that as far as like a run of amazing records back to back to back like this is an amazing run in, We're in rock and roll history this is their fourth album yeah what was third stranded stranded yeah it's a good record it is a good record but this is like this the I feel three like of them str- we've covered i feel are crucial yeah stranded is also very good um but i feel like there was a transition from you know yeah you're right like there's a dip it, mm-hmm. it had just a little wall in between until they kind of got on. Found their stride again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. And this is. I this mean, is fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. There's classic songs on here. Every song is like a new invention of this sort of what they're trying to do, essentially. I will say as someone yeah. who like, I, I know who Roxy Music is, but clearly not who Brian Ferry is, apparently. <laughs> um, uh, like as somebody who is aware of Roxy Music's existence, and I literally thought that Brian Eno was the singer until like maybe two days ago. Um, and I, and Too many Brian's. I, I just like, so Brian, many I don't, Brian again, I thought that fucking um, Genesis was Phil Collins's band, and I guess it is now, but classically yeah, yeah. it's not. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know a lot about the about some music but um that's, never, why, that's why we're all here yeah yeah um but like as somebody who's not really listened to roxy music i felt like this was such a like oh okay this is what they sound like kind of album for me like i feel like yeah. it's if you're not gonna if you don't know anything about this band which i i still don't i've only listened to this one album this is like a great way to be like oh this is this is how I can expect a lot of this to this sound. Is, Absolutely. I would say this is the best album you could kind of start with if you just want to sort of 
get introduced and mm-hmm. then maybe go back to the, the first album. I don't know. What would you say? I would do first album, second. Yeah. Okay. This is a nice uh, for for your pleasure, of the three is the weirdest one, and that's also what I like so much about it. But I think, yeah, like get your feet wet with this one. In my opinion, self-titled than for your pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Viva Roxy Music is the best one. Okay. <laughs> <Start Yeah>. on <laughs> this. <laughs> Love it. Thanks, Roxy Music. <laughs> it's super good. Everyone should listen to this record. I, I love it. Thanks, Roxy Music. This is super good. Everyone should listen to this record. Okay. Uh, I, it's all right. Uh, th- thank you for your service. <laughs> I don't think everyone should listen to this record, but I mean, I enjoyed it. It was it was. It's fine. It's like a, it's a sort of like a yeah, but I, were you neutral, neutral plus? I'm like neutral, positive, neutral plus hotel. I'm like positive neutral, minus. I'm like a neutral plus on this. I'm yeah. not necessarily sure if I'll go back and like listen to more of it because it's I just I don't know what it is. I don't really necessarily like jive. The lack with. of Oldfield. It's <laughs> not enough Mike Oldfield. Um, I don't know about what what about it. I just don't jive with. Um, I'm not sure if I'm really just a huge glam rock fan in general. Mm. Maybe that's just kind of what it is. Like I love Sensational Alex Harvey Band. I love the Tubes, um, but I don't. I don't know. I like my glam rock to have a degree of um, sarcasm to it. I guess is kind of where I'm going. Does hmm. that make sense? I guess that's kind of why I'm not. I don't know. I don't know why I don't, I'm not really into Roxy music. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm going to give it a full positive, but by the same token, there's not something in here that not one of one of these is not my jam. I really liked All I Want Is You, but it's not like, oh my God, this song is amazing. I'm going to listen to it all the time. Listen to that it's, guitar solo again. I know it's fucking so good, good, but but it didn't it didn't grab me. So yeah. it's it's still super positive, but maybe it's like I don't know. I just didn't find my little hook in there. How yeah. many listens in are you? Two. Give I'm, it a third. Yeah. I'm, I'm two might, in might as well. Might need the three. Yeah. yeah. I'm two in as well. And the first time I heard it, I was like on the bus and I'm like, okay, I get it. And then the second time I listened to it today on my clinical run through, as I call it, I, I did find a lot more I liked about it. So It's the Ben Bustle three listen rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Pretty good. Okay. I'm super positive. I mean, I think I've said this before, but I had a girlfriend in college who like sat me Braggart. down. And, and was like... <laughs> <laughs> But she was like, I'm really, she was really into Roxy music and like Morrissey. Um, well, actually I had a friend before that was way into Morrissey. So We I, don't I, rub I it in our face. Ari and, Ari and the Morrissey, but then sat me down and was like, Roxy music is the shit. If you like David Bowie and, and all this stuff. So I just started listening to Roxy music and it's really interesting. And I love the sort of creativity that they have on every album where it's like, oh, this song and then this song, it, they just kind of spin these like rock songs in new and interesting ways. And like you were saying, they added a like a harpsichord and all, you know, it's just like you're, they're going to get weird on their albums just in various ways that are unexpected. And that's 
all I really want from an album. I want to be excited, like when a new song comes on, and be like, "Oh damn, this is this, this song now. This song, you know, just kind of go go somewhere with it." And I do love crooners. I'm a big, I'm a sucker for Chris Isaac. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Fucking, uh, you know, even Sinatra. He's not in this yeah. book, dude. That's fucked. Uh, Chris Isaac has to be. No, he's not. I really? Googled, like, I looked it up. Blue no, or whatever? No, no, no. He's not. Uh, Heart-Shaped World isn't in this. Uh, Silver Tone's not in it. Huh. Uh, and those are like his big two albums, I feel like. Yeah, I'm. They have fucking Ingenue by Katie Lang, but they don't. They couldn't have <laughs> room for Chris Isaac, which, okay. Yeah. But so yeah, total positive and yeah. Does Roxy Roxy. Music stick to the pinup art cover uh, album cover for for their whole career? Because so far they're they're four for four. Pretty much, yeah. That was a big thing uh, starting off to to sort of have a throwback. And I would even say Country Life, like this one breaks the mold sort of. There's two of them. Well. But this one is not. This is a candid photo. It feels more of like an Andy Warhol. It doesn't look like a glamour shot. It is not a glamour shot, no. and we've only associated it as a glamour shot now in like a modern perspective. Sorry, I'm getting like photography eye in here, but we've only associated it because it is uh, this sort of like big flash uh, showing them like as like underwear models. And it doesn't have in a glamorous situation. They would not be lit like that. No, it, it's, it's it, full on. It's like a. It feels it looks more like a candid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the reason that it's, I think, it's very striking, is obviously they're they're naked, but the actual color contrast between green and the like orange of their like bodies are yeah. is like a big like. It's like very upfront and very in your face. The other ones like Avalon is very subtle. Very cool. For your pleasure, you can barely see her. Yeah. It's black on black. Yeah. So, and and Stranded has a a woman kind of. So she's like a castaway almost. Blue on blue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Stranded is. Oh, Stranded is uh, red on like gravel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She's like like washed up on the beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But not all of them. Stranded, if you will. Stranded, if you will. Not all of them have that. The part, there's one with a party, and I'm not thinking of it right now. Uh, Viva, which sort of has like a. No, no, that's the one you're talking about. Yeah, Viva. Uh, is it Manifesto? <laughs> yeah, Manifesto has like a party scene with like mm-hmm. uh, mannequins. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still is a bit like a glamour shot. Like it's all kind of art pop. Though. Is there a a human babe? Uh, in Manifesto, there are many babes. Sell. No, they're all. But they're mannequins. See, they're see. mannequins. I wouldn't. Oh, no, no, that I, looks. Uh, no. That's a, okay, that's so it, a, it's it's I can, I, I'm looking at it right uh, now. But it, but it, flesh I, and that blood, one could no that those boobs Avalon. are weird. <laughs> Even if it's mannequins, it, it almost it, it still fits the theme. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's just it's a, a variation on the theme, and it kind of ties back to like the the, the references of like, like plastic and blow yeah. up dolls and stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he he wanted to keep that a theme that theme throughout and i yeah. think they kind of do i mean yeah. it's very it's cool man, cool art man yeah yeah speaking of cool art and this particular record um the uh 
the U.S. Uh, was not too keen on that uh, on that cover uh-uh. in any way, shape, or form. Uh, ended up wrap like basically wrapping it up the way that you would wrap up like a uh, like a Playboy that you're trying oh to sell God. over the counter. Oh, and then when the uh, when it was re released, they just printed the back cover on the front. Isn't that like the same shot, but without the girls? Just yes. like a picture just of trees. Like, yeah. It's just Lame. hedges. Yep, that with country life. You damn cowards. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, Prairie Rose just kicked on. Yeah. This song's so good. All right, next time we'll be talking about Tangerine Dream, Phaedra. Thanks, y'all. Yes. <laughs> Where?